You're listening to Girls in Glory. Girls in Glory is a podcast giving you a 360-degree view of women's sport. This podcast will bring you the stories from the best female athletes, as well as giving you access to the support staff that help these women perform at their peak. You'll also hear from the media personalities who've been championing the women's game and the administrators and key decision makers who have been kicking the women's sport movement forward. I'm your host, Holly Ferling. I'm a cricketer, a journalist, and a lover of all things women's sport. Hello and welcome to another hack episode on the Girls and Glory podcast. Western Bulldogs midfielder and AFLW Premiership winner Kirsty Lamb is back yet again to share her tips and tricks for competing at the highest level. Let's get into it. Alrighty, well Kirsty Lamb has joined us again for a bit of a different episode. It's it's a hack episode. So Lamy's going to give us some of her, her tips and tricks as to how she ends up performing at the elite level um, in AFLW. So, Lemmy, what's your best training tip? Uh, train like you play. It's pretty cliche, but, uh, yeah, if you come out to training and um, take the mickey a bit, which I certainly fall into that category of um, having a good laugh. But, yeah, once you cross the line, it's it's time to, um, yeah, head down, bum up and, and get into business. And I guess what's something that's changed the way that you perform on the field? Um, I think for me, probably nutrition um, has been a big one. Um, I think early days as a kid, um, I didn't quite understand the nutrition side of things and it took me, it has taken me a good five or six years to actually understand what I need to be eating. But um, I feel like I've got a pretty good sense of um, what I should and shouldn't be eating now. And um, yeah, so nutrition is one that I've focused on um, heavily in the, the last few years. But um, the other thing that I really value is um, having something away from footy um, or like some sort of pre-game ritual or whatever it might be I'm not one I'm not a big one for routines I'm that's not me um but I do love watching a movie before a game um and just completely relaxing and not worrying about uh, otherwise you think too much footy and a movie gets you you know in the zone for whatever's happening in that movie so um that's me that's what I do before a game nutrition wise what's yep. something that you've really changed in in that space or what have you thought that's made the biggest difference oh I really like a drink um <laughs> so I've had to stop drinking that no, not at all um I would probably say um I've always been a fearful of carbs and as weird as that sound I'm just like nah carbs make me fat um and yeah so carbs has been one that I've had to understand like what like what's beneficial out of carbs and um I would never have eaten pasta before a game because I'm just like nah it's just too many carbs but um I've come a long way since those days and I do absolutely love a bowl of pasta but I will only have pasta before a game I won't ever have pasta during the week because I'm not really burning it off off I guess so um but yeah so I guess having people around you to educate you is the key and and, you know not all young kids have people in their lives that are nutritionists or dietitians so I guess we're pretty lucky at the elite level that we have that support around us and um can you know you can keep bouncing questions off and and educate yourself I think that's the fascinating thing is it seems to be this connotation that carbs are bad it's a a lot on social media and all these different diets that are coming out yeah the diets like carb free don't eat carbs don't eat carbs but um, really just makes you a really miserable, grumpy person. So <laughs> have carbs in your life. They're not that bad. Um, what is what is your competitive mindset? I always find it interesting across different sports and different athletes that yep. what is it that makes them switch on and, and perform as soon as they cross that line? Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I I don't know what it is, but um, I just find I'm, I'm a very relaxed person. So I'm generally um, the head of the music 
playlist um, and have had for four years at the Bulldogs and it's one of the roles I really enjoy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm in a, in a change rooms. So I'm, I'm very much relaxed. I actually enjoy having a dance with the girls or, or whatever it is, but I'm not, I'm not sure what it is that makes me flick. But as soon as I, I walk out um, to the game, like everything else doesn't matter and it's kind of um, – I guess I've lived most of my footy by seaball, get ball and – um, just that want, I have uh, this want in me to want to win the footy compared to whoever I'm, I'm standing next to. And, um, yeah, it's that, I guess it's that moment when you walk over the, the line that, um, everything else stops and it's just about football. Um, cause you know, as you know, like the game doesn't go, can, it can often not go for that long and before you know it, the game's done and you haven't contributed. So, um, I guess, yeah, part of me just has that desire and that want to, um, beat my opponent, but win that football at the same time. You've played in front of large crowds over the years. Do you get nervous and how do you deal with those nerves before the game? Um, I don't get that nervous. Uh, I'm sort of someone that, as I said, because I'm quite relaxed, I sort of – I've had to teach myself to, to take the moment in. Um, certainly with, like, the grand final, I was um, very much around. I don't want to look back on this and not remember – I mean, naturally, you're not going to remember everything, but um, I was one of the ones I was like, make sure you get out and you look at the crowd and you see how many people are there and um, and that sort of thing, and embrace the moment that you that you're in. But yeah, from a noise perspective, I don't hear the crowd. I often don't hear um, anything but my teammates or the or the umpires. So again, I'm not sure what it is how I do it, but I just sort of zone out of. They, it doesn't matter what they say or, or do and um, I'm just sort of focused on the task in hand, if that, that sort of makes sense. Isn't it weird that the closer to the middle you are, the less you hear yeah. everything that's going on Yeah, literally. Around. The only time I ever really hear someone, um, obviously, well, most of the women's uh, ovals, uh, you know, they're, they're not the big stage, they're not the MCG or the Etihads or, or whatever they are that, um, you know, the crowd's miles away from you. You're, you're in a smaller ground and the crowd, you know, within touching, they can touch you with their hand if they wanted to. So um, the only time I ever hear the crowd is when you're running off um, off the bench and, you know, you've got that little walk to the bench to, to have a rest and that's almost the only time the, that I can hear them. Other than that, like I'm just, yeah, task at hand. You've half answered this one already, but routines, you have yep. your, your movie routine. Yep. Is there anything else that you do pre-game or even – even the week leading in, um, even as a team, what what kind of yeah. your preparation looks like there? Um, from an individual perspective, as I said, the movie is just one that like it just relaxes me, and it means that I'm not I'm not thinking footy twenty four seven. And I, I'm not one for, I'm not a big one for routines. I don't have like a particular pair of boots or you know undies or bra or anything <laughs> that I have to wear or a drink that I have to have. So I, and the reason behind that is um, I've never wanted to. Uh, leave my performance based on something like that uh, that's just my mindset um, I'd rather just have the bare minimal routines and um, you know put the expectation on myself that regardless of what's happened prior to a game that I turn up and I, I do my job every week um, and I that's I've always done that I've, in cricket I've never been a left pad right pad sort of I've never I've never had any sort of superstitions and I mean I feel like there's a bit of a difference between like um, like a routine, like for us, like a bowling routine is like that's your routine. You do it the same every time versus like a superstition, like I have to put a, you know, a left pad on or I have to put a particular pair of boots on. I've tried to really stick away from that and um, just be just be free and not have you know, not have to worry about that in the in the background. 
Does footy lend itself to those routines? I guess, as you mentioned with cricket, and that was your other experience where there's always the start of the play where the bowler's at the top of their mark before yeah. they bowl. So there's always a, an element of control of over your routine. Yeah. What yep. are you being thrown through so many different scenarios all at once and yep. you're trying to think of six plays ahead? Yeah. How do you – like is it – does it even lend itself to the opportunity to routines or is it more pre-match? Yeah, it's more definitely more pre-match. Um, it's really – other than kicking a set-shot goal, nothing's really – you can't really replicate it time and time again. Um, I guess that's sort of one of the things, the challenges that comes with footy is it's not, you know, you, you're in an ever-changing landscape. You have no idea what's going to happen um, in 30 seconds' time. So um, it's st- certainly a training and, and pre-game sort of thing. Um, but I know there's, you know, we've certainly got girls in our team that, um, you know, listen to their own music because uh, that's something that they like to do or um, foam roll a lot of the girls get on foam rollers and foam roll or someone's like I just need to get my my cars massaged or like we've got one girl that's like I have to wear a long sleeve I don't care if we play in the summer I wear a long sleeve it's a comfort thing I have to wear it um, and so and that's fine there's nothing wrong with them everyone's I guess a little bit different but um, yeah from, from me I, I don't have too much other than trying to relax as much as possible before the game and actually make your brain think about something other than football. I enjoy watching AFL I've, I'm becoming more and more a, a fan of of, yeah. the, of the game. I grew up on rugby league. Tell me what goes into prepa- uh, preparing for a game um, yep. tactically uh, as a team, both your own, I guess, your own set plays and the, the only way that you guys want to play, but also when you come up against a team and, and how the structures may change as a result of that. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's a good question. I mean, obviously you want to try and stick to your stuff as much as possible. So, uh, you know, we would – for instance, we would review the game on a on a Tuesday and and look at um you know where our deficiencies were and um how how do we fix them and then by the time you get to Thursday or by the time you walk away on Tuesday night, that game's done and it doesn't matter anymore and it's the next game ahead and on Thursday we sort of really work as a as a we do a lot of stuff in our lines um so how can that line get better um and then obviously you need to have that connection between lines as well so that's where the training comes into it um how do we connect our lines up. Um, so it's no good doing, you know, working on stuff in the midfield if it's um, the, the forwards don't know what we're doing. Um, it's pretty hard to connect the two together if, if that's the case. So then your training becomes really important. Um, and then I guess on on game day, it is very much just about the um, a couple of key things. So there's no point overloading us at that stage. Um, from a, like an opposition stuff, we do um, – this, this week's actually been the first week we looked at individual – players we've been very much around what that team does um and if they get on top of us a how do we counteract it but um the main thing is is we want to play our own structure um but yeah i think part of women's sport at the moment or women's footy in particular is being adaptable so everyone gets trained you train in your uh your structure or your your game style that you want to be and then someone counteracts that it's like okay what's our plan b um and so yeah, the good teams at the moment you'll see have got probably a plan A, B and C and um, I guess we've got sort of A and B at the moment um, but if we're not sort of work, if it's not going our way, um, we've probably been a little bit um, hesitant to try and or work out a way to get it back on our terms. So that's sort of our conversations pre-game and, and during quarters is, um, you know, A, how do we want to play but then if it doesn't work then how do we get it back to to our sort of game style and, um, yeah, our coaches sort of really stick heavily on um, – giving us a couple of points only to work on. Um, there's nothing worse as a player than having 8,000 things that you need to work on and the chances of you ticking every one of those boxes is pretty minimal. Um, whereas if you've got two or three to work on, then you can probably achieve that. 
And what's been the biggest adjustment you've had to make between the two sports, cricket and AFL? Oh, it's a good question. Um, probably my enjoyment levels, um, finding my love for the game again. Um, I don't, I actually don't see myself ever playing cricket again. Um, and that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. I just, I just, it's something that I'm like, every time I think about cricket, I'm like, which part of cricket did I really love? And I love the friendships like that's. And so I think if you were looking at a game, you're like, the only thing I really enjoyed out of it was the friendships that I've made. It's probably, you know, it's probably an indication of um, where you sort of view this, the sport from a personal perspective, a playing perspective. Um, I bloody love watching cricket. I, I've, you know, I'm loving the world cup at the moment. And um, yeah, from a footy perspective, um, I love pre-season. Like I love getting smashed. Um, I love the, the camaraderie of a group. I, I, I get along very well with my coaches and, um, you know, the, the club perspective. And so, yeah, I guess all the boxes that footy can tick to, to make me a, a happy person, it, it certainly does that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. What's your biggest learning over your career from playing footy and cricket against the boys to, yep. to now to where you are now as a leader? Yeah. What's been the biggest learning along the way? Um, I think for me is um, in, enjoying it um, and as cliche as that sounds, you can look back on things and um, and you've missed things along the way. So it's just sort of enjoying it um, and I guess valuing and appreciating the, the place that we're in. So not everyone gets to, you know, play cricket for their country or for their state or for an AFLW club and there's plenty of people out there that wish that they were in our shoes. So I guess it's just that gratitude piece of um, – you know, acknowledging that your efforts for being there, but then actually enjoying what you do and and having a bit of appreciation for um, not only yourself for all the hard work that you've had to go through, your family and the commitments that they make to you to you know be the best person you can be. But um, yeah, just my enjoyment of um, the people that I have around me, and um, you know, I never want to walk away from sport not having made relationships that I can continue post life uh, post sporting life so um yeah that's one that I you know I want to sort of have a name that um you know we'd always welcome them back into the club or they're a good person or that sort of stuff so I really value um yeah I guess that gratitude sort of piece and lastly there's a lot of boys and girls that come and watch you guys play um what would be one piece of advice that that you tell them whether if they want to play at the elite level or whether it's another sport that they they have high high goals for I feel like I already know what this answer is going to be, but what's something that, yeah, that you would tell them? Yeah, I think everyone sort of goes down that, you know, dream big and, and all that sort of sort of stuff, which is absolutely fine. It, it's on the mark. But, um, you know, if you if you really want something, you, you do have to chase it. Unfortunately, we have to, in women's sport right now, we have to make sacrifices to, to get there. And um, those who get there have made sacrifices along the way. So, um, you know, from a, a little girl or a boy that wants to, to play AFL, um, you know, dream, dream big, but you you know knowing the background you've got to work hard for it and most of all um enjoy the journey along along the way because you might get there and if you do unbelievably good um but you might not get there um which is actually okay as well as long as you've got that element of enjoyment and camaraderie around you then um yeah regardless of what level you you play that know in yourself that you've been able to you've, you've given a real red hot crack and um you know you can kind of live with that well, Emmy, thank you so much for, for giving us some of your, your tips and tricks and good luck for the rest of the season. Uh, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. I'm loving seeing all of your reviews on iTunes and on social media. It seriously means the world to me, so keep them coming through. 
I hope you're all doing as well as you can in the current situation in the world. My goal over these next coming months is to bring you as much content as I can from female athletes and support staff. We don't know what the year ahead in sport is going to look like, but one thing is for sure. Our athlete stories and tips and tricks are just as relevant now as they were before. I've got a couple of guests lined up and hopefully the powers of the internet will allow us to keep bringing you these episodes in the coming weeks. I'll see you in the next episode.